My name is Sarah Vioso. In May of 2020, I was diagnosed with glioblastoma, the most aggressive type of brain cancer known. This is my spiritual journey of completely surrendering to God's will while healing my soul through His grace. Welcome to Surviving Fear. Episode 18, Power of the Soul. Now, I told you guys, when I got diagnosed, we decided that I was going to do an integrative approach. I just, Paul and I both felt that just putting all of our eggs in one basket, like just putting it in the standard of care basket that was going to be chemo and radiation, or just putting it in the nutrition basket, um, or it was just going to be put in the meditation basket or just the prayer basket. We didn't think, we didn't feel that isolating the treatments and just banking on one to heal was the way to go for us. So part of everything, and just about everything that I ever read about healing and cancer, all has to do with centering yourself and getting rid of the stress. And let me tell you, I'm one of the first to just go from zero to fully stressed out in about 2.3 seconds. It's a terrible habit. It's terrible. It's a terrible way to live, to get stressed out over really nothing. Like the littlest things would get my blood boiling. And that's not a good way to be. And it's not a good way to live life. And I actually had um, an acquaintance that I've known for years reach out to a friend of mine who was kind of in my close circle of friends that I was so appreciative because the people that are in my, I don't want to call my inner circle because it sounds like I'm, I'm excluding people, but the people that know me best and that I know best that are intimately involved in each other's lives. They, I was so grateful because they kind of stepped up and took the role without any, anybody telling them to, of filtering the information that got to me and Paul. So I was so grateful for that because when you're first diagnosed, it's like being in a bottle of juice that needs to be shaken up. You know, have you ever seen juice that it separates? And so you have to flick like fresh squeezed orange juice after a while separates. So you have to take it, you flip it upside down, you shake it and you keep shaking it until it all joins together. So it looks like a uniformed, um, liquid. And then you flip it upside down, back right side up and pour it in a cup and drink it and enjoy it. I feel like I was in the part of that where we had separated and we were getting shaken up trying to figure out how to make all of this work together. And I was grateful for my friends that triaged or determined what information I needed at that point, because we were trying to process so much stuff. I mean, let alone what was perceived to be a death sentence. So we're given the death sentence and then we're like, oh yeah, we also have two children we're still responsible for raising. We still need to get them fed. We still need them, you know, we need to keep their well-being in mind. Oh, and then there's this whole thing that we need to figure out how to 
deal with me. And oh, my husband has a job. We've got to figure that out. So just like that core part is enough. So it was so grateful that I just didn't have all this information coming to me with people with the most genuine hearts and the most genuine intentions to help me. And it it was a lot to process. And I didn't know where to turn, how to organize. So it was so grateful to have friends that were like, we're going to read through this and we're going to give it to you in small doses. And it was really nice to have that So I didn't feel like, because I was already overwhelmed, we were overwhelmed. And to be able to have someone kind of filter through that for us and say, you know what, this is one I really think you need to look at right now. I think this one can wait till further down the line. And it was amazing. And I'm so grateful we had that, um, that our friends did that for us. But one of the ones that kept coming up was my friend came to me and goes, I think you really need to look into this one. And it's actually one of my neighbors and he is a healer. And I've talked about this before and, and this is just my personal feeling on it. And there other people have other personal feelings on it. I prefer to, I prefer to refer to him as a meditation specialist because I feel like our one true healer is Jesus Christ. And that's, you know, that's my belief. And that's okay that if your belief is different than mine, you know, I'd love to hear, you know, I'd love to hear what your belief is and why you believe that. And not to judge or tear you down just because I love getting information. And, you know, my opinions have changed over the years as I've gotten older and been exposed to more in the world. I see things differently than I did when I was 16 years old, than when I was 25 years old, than when I was 35 years old. You know, as you hit different milestones in your life, you tend to change the way you think. And it's not a bad thing. You should evolve. You should evolve as you learn more things. So anyway, um, this man came into my life. His name's Chris. And the thing I love about the way Chris, Chris approached me and my situation is he didn't give me answers. And now I know the answer is then why would you use him? He's not giving you any answers. He didn't. It was more about self-discovery. And Chris led me down a path of self-discovery instead of spoon-feeding me information that I had to really process it. I mean, I really had to process what he said to me. And Chris was the one that said to me that I needed to love my tumor And I had some very pointed, um, not appropriate words for him when he told me that I needed to love my tumor. And um, after thinking on it and considering it and opening my mind and knowing that Chris has my very best interest in heart, I changed my perspective. And he was right. Um, I might have said some really not nice things to Chris at the time when he said it. And I apologize, Chris, if you're listening to this um, for that. But so I ha- was having a session with Chris and it was right around, we were just celebrating my older son's 15th birthday. And I remember standing there looking at him as he blew out his candles. And the thought that entered my head was, it's really hard not knowing how many more of these of his birthdays I'm going to get to be a part of. It really is hard. I mean, and I know, and we've talked about this, that we all have a clock. 
It's just when you're dealing with an illness that you tell that they tell you there's no cure for and that the death rate is 3% survive 5 years most make it 15 months that's the average lifespan is 15 months you can't help that when that's what's fed to you to not have thoughts like that so i was sharing this with chris and he said well, who's the I in that statement? Because you said, it's hard not knowing how many more of these I'm going to get. Who's I? So I thought about for a minute and I said, why's me? Well, who's me was the next question, of course. I said, Sarah. And kept going down the road because I wasn't getting it. <laughs> Sorry, sometimes I'm slow to catch on. Who's Sarah? And I said, well, I'm Paul's wife. He goes, who else? And I said, well, I'm Adam and Jake's mom. I'm Alan Angela's daughter. I'm Brian's sister. I'm an aunt to my beautiful nephews and nieces. I'm a friend to so many people that I love dearly. He goes, okay, all right, all right. He stopped me and he goes, those are your roles. Who are you? Well, that one kind of shook me a little bit. You know, we think about ourselves as these things that we do and the, the purposes or the roles that we play. But who am I to my core? And so it kind of hit me. I told him, I'm like, I'm a child of God. And he goes, now we're getting somewhere. I said, okay. And he goes, who else are you? And I said, I'm a soul. And then he sent a sentence that stopped me in my tracks. And he asked, or I shouldn't say sentence, it's an interrogative. You should be really proud of me, Mrs. McDowell and Mrs. Williams, that I know that that's an interrogative. But he asked me a question. And the question he asked me was, does your soul have cancer? I mean, not something I've ever considered. And I sat there and stared for a minute and I went, no, my soul does not have cancer. My soul is perfect. He said, and he just kind of giggled on the phone. He goes, yeah, you're right. So I want you to say that sentence to yourself because I know that cancer isn't everyone's battle. I know that, or their struggle, better word, struggle, not battle. Remember, we're not fighting here. It's every, you know, not everyone has cancers or struggle. But I want you to plug in at the end of the sentence, does your soul have, insert your struggle? Does your soul have an eating disorder? Does your soul have chronic pain? Does your soul have low self-esteem? How do you fill that in? And I will tell you, 
Your soul had, does not have any of that. It doesn't have any of your struggles. struggles. Your soul is perfect because your soul is how you are connected directly to Christ. We are not connected to Christ through our bodies. We are not. These bodies, remember, they're rentals. They stay here. They stay on earth. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. This is where it stays. No matter how much you try to get that body looking as perfect as you want it to, it stays here. It does not come with you to heaven. Your soul goes to heaven. Your soul is what connects you directly to God. Our bodies do not. So no, you know what? My soul doesn't have cancer. My soul is perfect and it is perfectly connected to him. Now, our challenges do come from our bodies, not our souls. So it's our bodies that make us feel weak. It's our bodies, which is also our brains, people. Our bodies and our brains are what makes us feel lost. Our bodies make us feel alone. Our bodies make us feel like we have no self-worth. Our bodies are what gives us fear. Those are all human emotions. Those are not spiritual emotions. Those don't come from your soul. Those come from your body. Souls are confident. Souls are strong. Souls are comforting. Souls are faithful. Souls give us hope. Souls are what tells us that we are going to heaven. Our souls know that we are going to heaven. That we are going to his kingdom because he sacrificed his body and went through all his physical struggles and mental struggles, just like we all do, so our souls could be connected and united with him in heaven. Your soul does not contain your struggle. That's your mind and your body. And that's why I do so much work with my mind. That's why my meditation specialist, that's why I had him on board in the beginning to help guide me and teach me the exercises that I do with my brain to strengthen it and try to bring it to one with my soul. Keep like I after every single day, I go down paths where I'm angry at someone or I'm disappointed in myself, or and I have to remind myself that is not your soul talking, that is your brain. So I'm trying to reunite my brain and my soul with the struggles because my soul knows I'm going to be fine. It's my brain that gets in the way, literally, with this tumor thing I had. But remember that. So just when we are letting our bodies run things, sometimes that's when worry comes out. Worry does not come from your soul. Worry comes from your body. Worry gets you to fear, right? I found the scripture and I love it. I've come across it a few times and it's Luke 12, and it's verses 25 and 26. And it says, can all your worries add a single moment to your life? 
And if worry can't accomplish a little thing like that, what's the use of worrying over bigger things? Process that one for a second. Think about it. You could worry all you want. It's not going to add a single second to your life. So if, it, if worrying can't do that, why would you worry about anything? It's not going to add anything to your life. All it does is inject fear into your life. That's its only purpose. Its only purpose of worrying is to build fear. Fear and worry go hand in hand. And don't let them own your thoughts. Don't let fear and worry and the unknown own your thoughts. Those come from your body. Those come from your brain. Those do not come from your soul. Remember, your soul is perfectly made by him. And it's perfectly connected to him. You have to foster that connection, though. You have to grow it. You have to strengthen it. And you do that by allowing him into your life, welcoming him into your life, inviting God into your life, saying, hey, I need you. Hey, come run errands with me. Come to my kid's baseball game with me. Come help me in the situation where I'm really angry because I know I'm going to say something that I shouldn't say. And trust me, I'm very guilty of it. I tend to get angry first and then I need to process. It's not a good way to be. It's something I'm working on. But invite God along in those moments. When you have those thoughts and when you have those that worry and that fear and that anger that comes into you that comes from your body, just give them to Jesus. Lay him at his feet. Surrender it. Surrender it to him. He is way better equipped than we are to deal with this stuff. Way better. And he knows that. That's why he went through all the struggles that he did so he could understand what it was like to be us, to be human, so we could relate to him. So we talk to him and know that, hey, you get it because you've done this and you actually did it. You've been through way worse. And you did it by choice and you did it when you weren't even guilty of what they said and they still tortured you. So lay those struggles, lay that worry, lay that fear that comes from our human side. It doesn't come from the perfect soul that he created. I want to thank you guys for listening again. I'm Sarah Vioso. I hope you're getting as much out of this as I am. This has been therapy for me. And I just pray that this reaches even one of you to listen to this, that helps strengthen your relationship or helps bring joy to your life or helps you process something really difficult that you're going through. That's why I'm sharing this. I'm sharing this to help. And I just pray that these words help you in some way in whatever you're dealing with And I just thank you again for listening, and I will see you at the next episode of Surviving Fear. Surviving Fear is made possible by the efforts of our executive producer, J.T. Henderson, writer and director, Sarah Vioso, producer and editor, Kristen Walker, artistic creator, Laura Ritchie, graphic editor, Linda Lee, and musical artist and composer, Adam Vioso.